Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Matthew Betts and Matt Okada. What is up? Welcome in to another injury recap episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Matthew Betts, your host for the evening, doing a solo injury recap episode here, looking back at all the injuries from a busy week six, and also touching base on a few players uh, returning from injury this week, as well as answering a few of your listener questions. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for checking us out. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at RedshirtsFFPod. We are also online at RedshirtsFantasyFootball.com. Go there, check out the articles every single day. Uh, Our writing staff is absolutely crushing it. All right, everyone, let's get over into the injury news from the week that was. There uh, were a ton of injuries to some pretty big-name players, but fortunately not too many serious injuries, meaning not too many long-term season-enders. However, there was one, and we have to talk about it at the top of the show here. It's Will Disley, who unfortunately uh, suffered a torn Achilles. He'll be out for the year and is going to undergo season-ending surgery. Now, as of this recording, which is about 8 o'clock on Monday night, there was no confirmation from the team quite yet, but these injuries are so easy to diagnose in the moment. You can see it based off of mechanism, and you can see it based off of the exam. It's it's actually very easy. You just squeeze the calf muscle, and you look for the ankle to kind of flex up and down, and if it doesn't, it tells you that tendon is not intact. So uh, he will get an MRI, which probably was done today. We don't have the results yet, but those are going to be positive, and that is going to end his season it really is unfortunate because if you've been listening to the show, you've you know heard me talk about uh, Will Disley being able to cement himself as a top five tight end in fantasy football, and I truly believe he was on the verge of that. So it's tough for a guy who now has an Achilles and a patellar tendon injury in his injury history in just two seasons back-to-back. So uh, tough road ahead of, of recovery here for Disley, but if there's one silver lining, you know it's at least that he's been through the process before with his knee and that patellar tendon, but he does have a decent chance to be ready for week one as of next year. We'll see how he does with his rehab. Next player here on the list, Amari Cooper, dealing with a quadriceps contusion. Uh, For now, I would consider Amari week to week. Basically, the issue here is, uh, and if you've heard this before, you you know my spiel on soft tissue injuries. If you have one entering the week and it gets aggravated, you know that recovery timeline is going to be pushed back, and that's exactly what's going on here for Cooper he entered the week with a very minor you know, quad injury, obviously tried to play through it, and that didn't work out. He was ruled out in the first half on Sunday against the Jets with that same quad injury. I don't think he plays this week on Sunday Night Football against the Eagles. I would suspect the Cowboys to likely limit his reps in practice this week. We'll really have to see what happens there on uh, Friday as far as his injury status. My hope is that they rule him out early enough for fantasy owners to have an idea as to what's going on. However, I feel a game-time decision is coming for Amari Cooper uh, this week, putting you in a really tough spot because of the fact that it's that Sunday night football game and not having a lot of backup uh, options on your bench as far as who to play. I think that this could be an injury that's probably you know one to three weeks that keeps Amari Cooper out. Fortunately, he's not going to be out for a very extended period of time, but you could be without Cooper for at least a couple of weeks. Next player here on the list, Baker Mayfield, currently dealing with a hip pointer which is basically a contusion or a bruise of 
the attachment of your hip muscles onto your pelvis or the top uh, of your pelvis. It's called your iliac crest. And basically, this is just a direct hit to those muscles and tendons. Very painful, causes swelling, inflammation, bruising, and the treatment is actually pretty straightforward for it. Um, at the initial time, there's x-rays to you know make sure nothing is broken. And then players can actually get this injected right away to deal with pain. And I suspect that's what happened there with Baker Mayfield. You could see him leave the field for a brief period of time and came right back out jogging. So I suspect he was feeling okay during the game towards the end. But I guarantee you he's waking up today feeling very sore. Um, the nice thing about this is for Baker, the... Browns go on by this week, so he will definitely have an extra week to recover. I don't think he's really in danger of missing any time. He should be 100% uh, by the time week 8 rolls around. Emmanuel Sanders is on this list. Uh, it's hard to really comment because I don't know exactly what's going on here as far as his knee. You know, Typically, I, I discuss these as if it's a, a known diagnosis, for example, a hit point or a quad contusion. But for Sanders, we don't really know exactly what's going on. What we do know is that he's been battling some knee soreness for about two weeks now, and he had to leave early this week because of knee soreness. Again, that same injury. Um, one beat reporter that I follow on Twitter that I, I trust pretty closely was saying it's also a quad soreness that's been battling him. So really the exact diagnosis, unclear, but he's got some quad and knee soreness that definitely is affecting him. I mean, obviously he didn't play in the second half this past game. All reports right now say that it's not serious, but... It's tough. Sanders plays on Thursday Night Football against the Chiefs. Obviously, it's a very short week. And the the practice reports are just not reliable at this point because the teams that play on Thursday night don't actually submit true reports, meaning they, they submit an estimate as to what they think a player would do if they were to practice. And for what it's worth, uh, Sanders was listed as limited on Monday. So definitely not himself, definitely not 100%. I think he tries to play on Thursday, but definitely a bit of a risk there for sure. James Conner also dealing with a quad contusion. I would consider him again week to week, but unlike Amari Cooper, uh, he is on bye in week seven. So I feel much better about James Conner's availability uh, this next game that he's available in two weeks than I do Amari Cooper for his next game. And that has to do with two things. One is obviously an extra week of rest for this is great. The other issue here for James Conner or, I'm sorry, for Amari Cooper, is that it's a re-aggravation. And again, as I said at the top of the show, those usually carry a little bit of a longer recovery. So I feel confident about James Conner's availability to be 100% by the time Week 8 rolls around. Marquis Lee, a guy who has just always battled injury throughout his NFL career, is now dealing with a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss probably at least a week. I would consider him to be more on the 2-4 to four week timeline. Uh, he suffered a right high ankle sprain when his foot kind of got caught in the turf on Sunday, and then a defender kind of fell on top of him. So uh, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport describing it as a mild to moderate type of injury. So you're looking at a grade one or a grade two. So not a complete tear of the ligaments that connect your two lower leg bones together, but definitely enough to stretch them out and to be a, a source of pain, especially with walking and cutting. So uh, I think best case scenario for Lee, it's two weeks. I think more realistic is probably four. Chris Thompson's battling a foot sprain. The exact diagnosis and severity right now is not known. He underwent an MRI on Monday afternoon, and the team confirmed it is a foot injury, but they don't have the results of that quite yet. Uh, by the time this recording comes out, I guarantee they will have the results. Whether or not we know them is, you know, remains to be seen. 
But for Chris Thompson, again, a guy that's battled uh, a litany of injuries throughout his NFL career, it's tough to see him battle another one. For now, we're kind of in wait-and-see mode, unfortunately, with Thompson, but I think it's pretty unrealistic to expect him to play in Week 7, especially given that he got an MRI, uh, and therefore, you know, the team is is probably a little bit more concerned about his injury, given his history, uh, and given the fact that it required an MRI, I do think it's more likely something that will keep him out rather than him play through it. Josh Gordon on the list because of a left knee sprain. Fortunately for Gordon, he seems to have escaped a, a serious injury. This happened last Thursday night uh, on Thursday Night Football against the Giants. You could see his left knee kind of get like tangled up underneath of him, stuck on the turf, and basically his knee was forced into a hyperflexion or a full uh, bend in the knee. And those are a little bit concerning to watch because, A, it kind of looks you know disturbing when you see it. It's not a, a very pretty picture. But the other thing is with those, you can get a meniscus injury, especially if there's some torsional stress, meaning there's rotation on your shin bone uh, when your knee is fully flexed. And that seems to be what happened with Gordon. However, he seems to have gotten lucky and you know doesn't actually have that going on, which is great. You could see him on the sidelines riding the bike and, and trying to do some warm-up drills to get back into the game, but obviously wasn't able to go. So the severity right now, we don't really know. I mean, the Patriots hardly ever give us any information. They're always very conservative with their practice reports. So Josh Gordon, 100%, is going to be listed on the injury report this week, most likely to enter the week as questionable. We'll kind of just have to see what happens here with the practice reports, but he is definitely not a lock for week seven. Mike Williams, last player here on my list as far as new injuries. Um, This kind of flew under the radar because it happened so late in Sunday Night Football. If you didn't stay up to watch the the rest of the game in which the Steelers really took control, then you probably missed it. But late in the game, Mike Williams took a direct hit to his right knee. Um, And this is important because he's been battling that right knee soreness for the past two to three weeks. And you could see him playing with a sleeve, a compression sleeve on that right knee. So the only reason I listed him on this is just because it's the same injury he's been battling. I don't think he suffered any you know, serious injury or is really in danger of missing time, but it's worth noting because he will be on the injury report this week. So if you see the knee on there as the reason, uh, now you know why. All right, and then lastly, let's get over into some, uh, some players that are, I think are going to be coming back this week and kind of discuss what their prognosis is, and then I'll answer a few uh, listener questions. The first player on the list, a player that you probably forgot about in fantasy football, and if you don't play Dynasty, then you probably don't even know about this player, Nikhil Harry, uh, the Patriots' first-round selection and largely the 101 in rookie drafts for Dynasty, eligible to return off the IR this week uh, for practice. It remains to be seen if he actually does get back out there, but he's been battling an ankle injury that landed him on IR. He also battled a hamstring injury early in training camp, so He hasn't had the best start to his NFL career, but we'll see if he can get it back on track. This could come at a great time for the Patriots if Josh Gordon was going to miss a game. Again, we will see what happens there with Nikhil Harry. Hunter Henry, back and looked awesome last night. I I really did not expect that, especially coming off of the tibial plateau fracture in his knee, which is basically a cartilage injury inside the knee joint. Um, I thought he would play a limited amount of snaps. I thought he would be used basically in packages. And I actually told a lot of people on the Ball Blast uh, stream on Sunday morning. You can find me there at 11.30 with the, the Ball Blast ladies. I told people to sit him because I thought it was going to be a slow play type of situation. And he ended up playing 66% of the snaps, uh, caught 100 yards in receiving and two touchdowns. So uh, good for Hunter Henry. He seems to be 100%. Uh, 
he should be totally good to go for the rest of the season and seems to be a tight end one uh, here moving forward. Next player on the list and, and last one here that we'll talk about as far as prognosis, Deshaun Jackson uh, coming back from a sports hernia this week. Doug Peterson saying, you know, he's not sure yet if the Eagles are going to have him practice or not, but he's been trending in the right direction. And everything that I've read from beat reporters, I trust says that they are trying to get him ready for this game. And it's almost like a test. Like he's battling a sports hernia. It's been called a groin strain. It's been called an abdominal strain. Basically, that is a strain to one of the muscles that attaches onto your pelvis. And typically these, you know, are risky. Like if it doesn't go well for Deshaun Jackson this week, I can almost guarantee you he is going to get sports hernia repair surgery, which carries about a six to eight week recovery timeline. So I think Deshaun Jackson is an extremely risky play this week. I'm hopeful as an Eagles fan that he can get this sorted out and really get through it and and probably push surgery off until after uh, the season's over. But it is a risky situation. I think Deshaun Jackson, um, again, like I said, has a chance to play through this, but I would not be shocked to see him have surgery here in the next couple of weeks if he can't get back out on the field the way he wants to. All right, let's get into the mailbag. All right, last segment here. Let's get over into some listener questions. Now let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail, please, Mac? I'm dying to talk about the mail with you all day, okay? All right, first one on the list here. Good friend of the show, at fantasy underscore football underscore lover, says, how bad is Emmanuel Sanders? What is his dynasty value now? So we obviously already touched on Emmanuel Sanders. Again, a knee injury, not exactly sure of the diagnosis, but again, he's not himself. He's not 100%. We'll see how he does this week on a short week. As far as dynasty, I mean, Sanders is obviously uh, an older guy in the league. He's 32. He's going to be 33 by the start of next season. So certainly his best days are behind him. But I still think he has a little bit of juice left in the tank. I don't know that he has a ton of value in fantasy, especially in dynasty, because of the fact that he has uh, his age and because of the fact that he still is coming off of the Achilles injury. And yes, he's looked good. But we still have to go by what the research says, and we know that that really does shorten a player's career. So all that to say for Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, you're looking at a player with maybe one to three max years left. I would say he's probably worth a late second, uh, maybe an early third in Dynasty. Next question here from at KY underscore River Rat. He says, how great is Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson? Yeah, man, they, they looked great. Uh, connecting on a deep bomb there to beat the Cowboys on Sunday. Darnold, obviously, in his first game back with mononucleosis, um, and he looked pretty good. He seemed to have a lot of energy, seemed to be himself out there, which is great. So I think you can count on Darnold as far as his health moving forward. For Robbie Anderson, I mean, that's that's big time. Uh, we talked about it on uh, a last podcast. I can't remember which one it was, but a few ago, about how Robbie Anderson has an absolute cake schedule coming up here moving forward uh, in weeks 9 to 14. So let me just read those off real quick. Robbie Anderson has, starting in week nine, uh, he's got Miami, the Giants, Washington, Oakland, at Cincinnati, and then Miami again in week 14. So yeah, I think great things are ahead for Robbie Anderson. If I have a top priority this week, I'm using it on Robbie Anderson uh, 100%. At Gabe, let me see it here. At Gabe Esther or Gabester. 310 wants to know Alvin Kamara injury going forward. Latavius Murray increased snaps due to injury. How do you foresee week seven playing out for the backfield? Yeah, Alvin Kamara, I think is going to be totally fine. 
Um, I think it was a situation where they wanted to sort of limit Kamara's workload and really make sure that he was okay. Obviously, you did see Latavius Murray get more work, and I think it was because of that reason. The injury happened on Thursday in practice, so to expect Kamara to be 100% just you know a few days later is, is a bit silly. Um, I was saying it on Sunday morning. People asked starts at questions. I said start Alvin Kamara, and the reason was is because I felt like it was a pretty safe bet that he would be okay. I didn't think that he would be himself 100%, but I wasn't expecting him to get re-injured or to have a huge impact on his um, availability, especially because the team announced early on Saturday morning that they were expecting him to be fine. And whenever you see that, you always feel a little bit more confident about the player's health because you see all the time these injuries come down to a workout on Sunday morning, and that basically tells you the, the athlete is nowhere close to 100%. They're guessing up to the up to the start of the game whether or not he'll be available and the fact that they ruled him in pretty early gave me more confidence. I think Alva Kamara is going to be completely fine here moving forward. I think it goes back to a backfield where Kamara just dominates the snaps. Last question here on the list from at IMDreamo says, how many games do you think Amari Cooper will miss? Again, we already talked about that. I think it's at least one with the potential for three. Uh, again, those quad injuries where it's a re-aggravation tends to carry a little bit longer of a timeline. So uh, if I was a betting man, I'd probably say more than one, likely two. Uh, but we'll see here what kind of what happens here with Mari Cooper moving forward. All right, everyone, last uh, little bit of info here for you all. I just wanted to remind everyone about one of our new sponsors who is absolutely awesome, and we support what they're doing because it's a great platform. It's fantasygo.com. You've got to check it out. This is the Uber of fantasy football. You go on to the marketplace. You look for... Uh, your driver to drive your fantasy football team you can search for me at Matthew B and basically you hire me for just a few bucks to go into your platform and set your lineup for you now unfortunately right now this is only for Yahoo leagues but the reason that it's so great is that your league mates don't even know that it's happening I can go into your lineup I can change everything for you from um, start sit decisions to dropping players to helping you negotiate trades uh, it's fantastic. And if you don't like to give up complete control of your team, that's fine. They also have a concierge mode, which is great because uh, I was just helping uh, a client this weekend help secure a win. And we were chatting like all weekend off and on about why I would start player X over player Y and why I would try to drop so-and-so and pick up you know, a different player. So the nice thing about it is you can kind of see into what we're thinking, which I think really provides a lot of value. And I think it makes you a better fantasy player moving forward. So Go check those guys out. Get on fantasygo.com and search for Matthew B. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's injury recap episode. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at TheFantasyPT. Follow Okada at Matt Okada and follow the show account at RetroitsFFPod. We will see you on Thursday. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, RedShirtsFantasyFootball.com.